This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Wilfred Zahar looking like Palace's most likely creator of something this evening. See the stars of tomorrow, today. Welcome back to our coverage of Liverpool versus Crystal Palace from Sellers Park in the Under-21 Development League. Plays it up the line to Alassane. Alassane now at half one. Live commentary from all home development games only on Homestyle Radio. Live commentary. Good game. Switch coming back now. Oh, he's played a loose pass, and Sakaja will get there. Oh, Blackburn's come right out of the area and flattered Sakaja, and it's gone free, and the keeper's way out of the area, and it's a goal for Ellis. What a great finish! Live interviews. To an Arden football watcher, it was clear in my mind that we had like a bunch of new guys and we'd lost the, you know, big name, big players for us. Scannell, Klein, Ambrose. It, we, we were never going to just come out the block swinging, were we? You know what I mean? Expert analysis. A surprise! Just oh, oh, at the end of the A surprise! No one more than me. We, 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 Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio. Do bear with us today, we've had some technical issues and we have the luxury of being able to hear ourselves back as we speak at the moment, which is um, which fascinating, it's really hard to concentrate, but... Let's see how that goes for the remainder of the uh, evening. Um, anyway, thank you for, for joining us. With me today is Joe Holyoke and uh, Steve Brown. Nearly forgot your name there, Steve. All right, guys? Hello. Yeah, I'm fine. Chris, did you see a, uh, a documentary the other day? Mm, was it a documentary based in Blackpool by any chance, was it? It was a documentary based in Blackpool. Mm, are you suggesting that I may have resembled someone on that? Particular yeah, show. You, you looked really like the uh, the drag queen that was on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old switch right at the end. That means nothing to people who, who don't know what I look like, so well done there. Well done for ruining the show just as we started. Uh, started you mean to go on. Um, ben Nagel was due to join us today, but due to some rubbish organisation, he, uh, he is unavailable. So I will be trying to present the show and manage your communication today. So that's all going to go wrong as well. Um, but, obviously, yes, welcome to, to Homestead Radio. Hopefully you're 
well, maybe you are first-time listeners, and if you are, what, what we do is we go through the week's event for Crystal Palace, uh, talk about them as you would sort of down the pub or amongst your friends or wherever you do, and um, sort of try to come to some sort of a conclusion at the end. Um, what we've got coming up today is we're going to give you a quick rundown of the news in use in brief. We'll, um, we'll have a look back to the win against Wolves, uh, now managerless Wolves, of course, uh, we'll beat them 3-1. Uh, we'll have a look back at yesterday's game against Stoke, where we drew 0-0. Um, you know, with, with hindsight, maybe a better result than I felt at the time. And uh, well, finally, we'll have a look, quick look ahead to the Burnley match, uh, which is on Saturday. I make the long journey up there myself. And, um, yeah, see how we get on. But, um, well, guys, we're going to start with news in brief. Just try and ignore the fact you can hear yourself. Um, uh, Alex, let's go for it. Start off with Southampton have recalled Iron Martin from his loan spell at Crystal Palace. 23 year old centre back joined the Eagles on a season long loan in June following Saints' promotion to the Premier League. Martin made 17 appearances during Southampton's promotion campaign, which was used by Crystal Palace. Um, sorry, Joe, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I was, <laughs> Crystal Palace, I see a Holloway's play down for linking him with a loan move Norwich's Jacob Upfield, 22-year-old midfielder, back at Carroll Road after a loan to Bill Bolton. A Holloway needs cover for midfield or Chico, did you call it, linking up with South Africa in the African Cup of Nations. Ollie says, there are lots of fishing nets going out to see what we can get we are not ready to troll them in yet. Do you call that a Brazil accent? That's a rubbish Brazil accent. Outrageous. It's a different okay. part of Bristol. Anyway, right. Yeah. Uh, if they win the third round replay away to Stoke, Tuesday the 15th of January, they will be rewarded with a home fixture against the English champions Manchester City. Uh, I'll tell you, it's three way across the Ad Britannia Stadium uh, from the ticket prices and all the details are on the official website. That went really well, didn't it? Um, apparently, our sound is very clicky. Um, I don't know what to do about that. It's it's the internet. If um, well, if we don't get any better, we'll have to uh, we'll have to abandon the show. So we'll, we'll try and stick with it. Uh, do keep in touch and let us know if it's completely unlistenable, and we'll have to pray, probably try recording a podcast and and do that differently so please get in touch let us know if it is even vaguely listable because it's difficult to present Ooh, um in fact what we're going to very very briefly do is we're going to very very briefly go off air uh, while i ask alex just to uh, um so do bear with us absolutely about a minute or so at most alex can you do the honors
Okay, hopefully we're back. At least I'm back. And for the time being, I can't hear myself, which is really, really nice. That's starting to make me feel sympathetic for all of you who can hear me continuously. I'm back as uh, well. Good stuff, Fajr. Um, and after that brief hurricane, I'm back as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll see that goes. If, uh, if things, like I say, do get in touch with us, it'd be really appreciated if you could let us know um, if this is listenable. Um, because I don't want to sit here talking to nothing. <laughs> I do that anyway, to be fair. Uh, anyway, look, we've uh, hopefully heard some of the news in brief. Um, there's a few bits and pieces in there that I wanted to sort of talk to the guys about before we move on. Um, one of them was that uh, Aaron Martin got sent back. Um, obviously, Aaron Martin was signed um, pre well pre season sort of time for, for for the season. Southampton have recalled him because he's not really played. Reasons for that being pretty obvious. He was pretty shocking earlier on in our um, in our sort of dismal start to the season. Really, um, any surprises, Joe? No, not really. I mean, he didn't get a run, did he? That's that's the thing. You can't you can't just keep coming in and out, and people expecting you to to be you know fantastic. I mean, what he did at Southampton obviously suited them to a certain point. Um, they just wanted him to get a little bit more, I suppose, a bit more game time. I mean, we you know we've heard it all about our players. Some of our we send our players out on loan, they get fifteen minutes or or two minutes at the end of a game. It don't do you any good. I mean, he's better off just going back and being in his own environment. Um, you know, it, 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 unfortunately, unfortunately for him, you know, it's it's worked out. It's worked out not as good. But yeah, I mean, he was highly rated by the by the Southampton fans. Um, I mean, can you see why that was, Steve? At all? Um, no, not really. Um, I mean, yes, I can. Looking at how Southampton played last year. But in our team, he just wasn't getting the understanding with his, his centre-back bearings. And when you've got that as the case, you know, if, if a defender makes a mistake, I'd imagine at least sort of seven, eight times out of ten, that's going to result in a goal. So I think that's that's a large part of it. Mm. I mean, obviously, he's made his, his sort of farewell appearance in the second half against Wolves and arguably was, um, was quite... Um, well, was possibly responsible for for their goal, really. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still getting getting some feedback on the on the standard of the connection. Apparently, he's been told it's awful, but we have slightly changed something in the last minute or two. So, do let us know if it's still awful. Um, okay, good. Well, okay. Look, um, I mean, uh, Paul Bolt was saying he can't understand a word. Now it's just beeping. Um, I'm going to remain on air. Um, I'm, Gonna ask uh, ask someone to go and check. This is this is going well, well, lads, isn't it? Going really well. Um, look, can you just? Um, well, okay. One last other little thing I wanted to talk about: the, the move for Jacob Butterfield. Um, Steve, do we? I mean, obviously, it's talking about cover for for KG. We've seen Stuart O'Keefe play, you know, but can you see the need to go for someone like Jacob Butterfield? Watching the Stoke game yesterday, um, I think I could understand why a lot of people were, were worrying about. Uh, O'Keefe being a, a little bit negative, but perhaps that's something that his, his confidence will improve with more game time. With, with Butterfield, though, he's, uh, he's probably a better player in, in a lot of aspects, and he's someone that can certainly shore up the midfield. So hopefully, that's something that that will cover, you know, KG when he's away. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. let's hope that that's the case. Um, I've I've had a I've had a listening to our stream myself. We are clicking, and I don't really know what that is. I don't really know how to resolve that, unfortunately, at the moment. So um, I'm gonna give it another five ten minutes. If it don't improve, then uh, then we will definitely um, 
definitely record a podcast for you instead and uh, and put that one out. Bit of a shame, really, but these things happen. Um, so listen, let's let's talk straight away. Let's go. Let's talk about Wolves while we can. Um, obviously, Wolves was um, sort of start of the season. You kind of bill it as a you know sort of well, the bookies would have billed it as strugglers versus you know a prem- promotion hopefuls. Uh, <clears throat> weirdly, it wouldn't have been the way around that it is. You know, obviously they would have been the promotion hopefuls. We'd have been the strugglers. But as things are, they've been on a pretty shocking run. They get the occasional, got the occasional good result. Um, and obviously, since since we beat them, they've changed their, you know, sat their manager um, after losing to Luton Town. So um, very, very distressing for them, I suppose. But um, you know, to go down from the Premiership and um, you know. To, to all of a sudden be looking at potential rele- consecutive relegations and, and just just really looking like an absolutely awful team was um yeah it was, it was a real real shame but um there's nowhere really else that we can start when talking about that Wolves match than talking about Andre Moritz's free kicks uh, Joe you've seen them I would hope yeah I've seen them I mean it's just I mean it's what we've been wanting him to do we all know what he can do with his with his left foot. Um, I mean, Garvin's been getting getting uh, the the free kicks. He's been in the bar. I mean, obviously they. It looks like they work together because you know both aiming for top corners, you know, all the time. Um, but I mean, the first one, what a, is world class. If it had been anyone in a, a, a Premiership, they'd have been showing it over and over. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's what we come to expect of him, though. Really, you know, if he was supposed to, he's supposed to have taken like an eighty-five percent pay cut to come and play for us to get some game time, put himself in the shop window. You know, I mean, I don't know what he's getting. You know, he's, he's getting yeah. a, a few quid a week. So, I suppose that's that's potentially the, the cynical way to look at it. Um, and I'm not, you know, not criticising you for, for looking at it that way. It's, um, it, yeah, he he very much. You could argue he was he's saving his best performance for when it's most noticeable and that sort of stuff. But, I mean, really, he's... I don't know. I, I, I can see why... I mean, he obviously feels he should start every game, but I can see why Dougie wasn't starting him. I can see why Holloway didn't start him initially. Because, you know, he does... Like, his first 10 minutes against Wolves, he, he got he got caught on the ball a fair few times, you know. So you start level, you know, Wolves confidence absolutely plummeted the second we scored but up until that point they were in the game and you can see where Moritz was um, was potentially struggling with can the actual pace Go on. Yeah, can I be controversial mm. and say that I think he's a luxury player I think he's a very good player don't get, don't get me wrong I think he's a very very good player and we do look extremely good I think he like, I think he's one of these people that likes a little bit of time on the ball you know um, and I think if you hurry and hassle and kick him, which is what they did. Yeah. Um, you can get the ball off him. I think you know he takes a little time to to get into it. But um, you know, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's just lovely to have to have these players yeah. at Palace now that we you know that, that we've got. We can say that he's a you know scoring worldies and uh, and he can put a ball and a sixpence for our for our forwards, which is yeah. I mean, sort of. My gut feeling is. You know, as much as I loved Darren Ambrose when he when he was you know really on form, like towards the end he was he was a luxury. And for me, it is an upgrade on Ambrose. You know, and we've just seen the the quality of the free kicks. But I'm going to bring Steve in on this. He's got a few things to say. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things. There's the certain players. Um, I think everyone can remember Marco Reich doing brilliantly when he's trying to get a contract and then absolutely disappearing. Um, there's the you know there's other players like that. 
what I would say with Moritz is when he was forced to, uh, to fight for his place with Garvin, then he was, he was doing very well. Um, now that Garvin's injured himself, he just seems to, to, to lull in and out of games. Um, I still think, like Joe, I still think the, the man's world-class. He's just not world-class throughout the entire match, which is the reason why he keeps losing his, his place in the side, I think. Um, mm-hmm. On top of that as well, then I think what could end up helping is if we can keep uh, Zaha and Balassi fit on the wings, then uh, then perhaps Williams can fight for the, uh, the attacking midfielder place with Moritz, and that might see both of them uh, improve. Mm, it's a possibility, but like, I mean, it's a part of the modern game, isn't it? Squad rotation, and you know, we, we've got to improve the squad to keep doing that sort of stuff. And I think those are the that's the sort of thing that Ian Holloway's looking at in this transfer window. Um, I want to go on talk about the obvious thing um, that people said after the, the Wolves result. And it was Steve, um, absolutely horrendous until. The, uh, the second half, when they actually came out and started getting physical. And as soon as I did that, then we did look a shakier side. But Wolves, I still think the uh, the biggest mistake they've made in the last year was sacking McCarthy. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as they sacked McCarthy, they had no chance of staying up in the Premiership. Now, maybe it's a, a similar situation. They've, they've sacked uh, sort of back. Um, you look at the quality they have in that squad, there is no way that they should be where they are. I mean, you, they've got Kevin Doyle for a start. Um, how that guy isn't ripping up the championship is an absolute disgrace. They, to me, that they, they've they lost confidence in their own ability and in the ability of their people around them. It's, you know, it, was, it wasn't a team. When you look to how Wolves play, they were not a team. They were just, they've got, uh, what's that, Sacco, who looked great up at Molyneux when we played them earlier in the season before they were really struggling and... You know, he he was just all about himself. He was just he wanted he sat out on the wing, waited for the ball, and then you know he didn't really play as a team player. And I, I thought it was a real shame because looking forward to seeing him again. I was kind of thinking that you know if things went horribly wrong for them, potentially get him in as a as a winger at some point. But anyway, uh, Joe, you wanted to make a point. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was going to go back to the to the Williams the the, the Williams um uh, well he just he's now I mean he's back mm. and. Taking over, being put, he, being, he was put on the wing um, to attack Stoke, and I just, I just can't say how fantastic it is that if we do end up losing Wilf, then I've, I, I think we've already got the replacement because he can pretty much play anywhere. Um, he can play on the right, uses left, can't he? Cut in, and yeah. he, he's just a, a fantastic player. He's a phenomenal but, player. But, but I was going to bring this up during the, the Stoke thing, because obviously he got his longest run out against Stoke, um, and I, I probably will talk about it again. But um, I, I struggle a little bit with him playing as a winger, because I just, in a way, I don't want to see him have to stick to one side. I want him to do what he did against Stoke, which was come on, I think, on the right-hand side, and then just roam that pitch and do whatever the hell he wants, and... You know they did. They couldn't couldn't get near him. They really couldn't. Um, sorry, Steve. You wanted to make a point there. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I just wanted to agree with you, Chris. I think um, yeah. at the end of the day, a player, a player like Williams, the vision that he's got is is absolutely outstanding. That's what makes him so great with his ball distribution as well. Is he's got absolutely he's got a footballer's mind, mm. and because of that, then he's able to pick out passes, pick out runs that 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 forward should be making. 
um, and playing the ball in those areas, as well as his incredibly quick feet. I mean, he's, he's a flair player, but one with actually great distribution as well. Mm. So perhaps, perhaps the, the idea is maybe to have Banton, uh, you know, trying to, uh, to, to force a, a stamp uh, or at least, you know, to, to get himself on the, uh, in, in the uh, periphery of the, of the, uh, the first mm. team and, uh, yeah, uh, and, and have Williams play centre. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, I, it's, it's hard to say. I think Holloway was pretty clear in his, what he was talking about in his con- conference, con- press conferences where he was saying that the youngsters, they, you know, there's some good youngsters, but they're probably a little while off. And you can see with someone like Banton, he's not played a lot of first team football. I mean, he, you know, he, he's had a professional contract. I think it was at Leicester a while ago and he went to the MLS and sort of came back. He's bounced around all over the place. You can see that guy's got a lot of talent, but, you know, he... He's possible. Well, he's certainly not, he's not the answer. I don't think yet. Um, I honestly think he will. Be. He's a very talented guy. Another and again another option. He had an absolutely storm in pre-season. He was excellent. He really, really was. Um, gone a little bit um, quiet of of late, but um, sort of coming in back coming back into the reckoning. Court. Himself is playing Fennec as well. He, he looks an absolute excellent player. And I did promise Bayern I would mention his new Twitter account is at Bayern Fennec thirty five. That's because he's gonna. Um, delete the old account so do give him a follow um bayon fenwick is b-a-y-a-n-f-e-n-w-i-c-k and then the number 35 so do give him a follow just remembered to do that that was good wasn't it um but he, yeah even he he looked you know he was in the ambrose mold himself he, he you know he was uh but very very direct and very very quick as well um and he you know he, he's he'll come through he's probably you know no more than than sort of 12 months away from you know, from from making an impact, I really do believe that. Um, I'd like to see, and again, Holloway's probably said similar things, from, you know, in the comments that he's made of getting these guys properly out on loan. It's something we we rarely do well as a club. Can you remember too many, Joe? No, not really. Um, I'm just sorry. I'm just in a chat, and I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, some of the some of the things that people were saying, and they're saying, "Who do you think Banson reminds you of?" Um, can you think of any players? I, I, if he reminds me of uh, uh, going back a, a long, long time, but some of the older fellows will know, a guy called Jerry Murphy, who mm. was, you know, he just rampaged. He, but he had a fantastic, fantastic left foot. But. <clears throat> <laughs> you just stopped talking. Hmm. I wonder what happened to Joe. I personally killed him. Um, yeah, I mean, Quite just to, to, to take over uh, what Joe said there, um, <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm amazing like that. Hmm. What, what right. I think is uh, is true is the fact that um, Phoenix got the the ability to, uh, to pass players, but he's also got the ability to make runs into the box, um, and that's something you need the, the goals coming from more positions than than just Murray's. I mean, Murray's done fantastically so far. He's got 22 goals. But we, we, you know, I think the uh, the nearest person to him is is Saha on five, mm. um, and we, we I think yeah. we need to start getting goals from our positions again. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. That's one of the things that you know does concern me, and we saw it. Well, was, was that our first nil nil of the season against Stoke, and Murray doesn't play. Is uh, I did see a few people talking, and uh, we'll try and pick some of those comments up that were made earlier in the day. Um, that now you look at the draw in in the cup, it's it's kind of like you kind of wish that we'd played a full strength team. Um, Ollie himself said that uh, that Murray wasn't fit, so like I, I, 
I, you know, I, I don't really know. It's, it's a, it's a hard one to call at the moment. I, we definitely don't have the depth of squad, do we? I mean, certainly, to, you know, in, in, a, in the attacking sense, we've got fantastic attacking players you can create, and we've got this one guy who's finishing, and, and that's where we're fragile. I think I really do. Um, yeah, I don't know, Joel. Can you try and speak to me? Because you went, you just suddenly stopped. Are you there? Yeah, no, I'm here. I was, ch- I was chatting away, and then I could hear you, and then you said, "Oh, well, he's gone. He stopped talking." <laughs> I was still flapping me gums. Yeah. Oh well, it's been, it's been a it's been a weird day for our. our it, has. Um, it has. It yeah. has. So there we go. Uh, anyway, but I'm sure what you were saying was fascinating. Also, I have noticed that you are eating your dinner during the show again. It always amuses me. Um, listeners might like to guess what Joe's having. Tweet at Whole Radio. That's H O L Radio. And uh, have a guess. I'll read a few out later on, and we we'll see if we can guess what Joe's having. Mm. <laughs> So it's tea, it should be tea, shouldn't it? It's Sunday, you should have had your, your roast earlier on, it should just be a tea, a light tea, maybe a sausage roll or something. My wife works on a Sunday. My mm. theoretical weekend for a roast is Tuesday, so I'll have a roast on Tuesday. Oh, it's like that, is it? Well, look, we'll have this conversation off air, probably. Okay. We won't, it's probably even more tedious off air than it is on air. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, look, we were talking about how bad Wolves were, uh, obviously got on a few tangents like we do, but um, Joe, how good were Palace? Well, the, the the thing is, we're a confident. You, you can see now we're a confident side, and if sides don't attack us, and and our attacking goes well, where we where we're not having to defend and then hit them on the break, because I don't think a, a, a massive amount has changed since since the, the old regime. We still seem to to, to sit back just a, a little bit um, and then attack, but. You know, when when I think the players mentally just sort of went, hang on a minute, you know, when we was up there, they were all over us, and now they're not, we're going to go forward. I think that's when, you know, we, we can take it, or when our players take advantage. I mean, I, 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 they, they're getting so good now, you know. Wilf's picked himself up, and, and Balassi just hasn't stopped. I mean, I, I, you can't believe that the way he's playing now, what was he playing like when he played for Bristol City? If if he wasn't playing like that, I mean, he's just he's, he's done that since day one. Done yeah, I've, I've, I've said this said this before on our radio, but I will repeat it. The, but we, the, the, we are we're such a we're such a fantastically brilliant attacking side. We must have the best attacking five in the in the division when it comes to KG and and Wilf uh, Balassi. You know, just that almost like a like a big triangle forcing forward, and then of course at the front of it, we've got the twenty-two goal man. So, you know, it's, it's exciting times, and I just think we overrun teams. But the, 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 I think what, what the other thing as well is that we've always had pacey players, and mm. we've always had sort of two or three pacey players. Now we've got five or six, and and I think you know that definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, basing our our play on, I think that's why you'll see you'll see the forwards get caught off caught offside because you know the balls are going to be put through quickly, and the yeah. pace that they've got, they won't get caught. You know, if they're not offside, they won't get caught. I mean, mm-hmm. that's I, I, yeah, I mean, Steve, you're probably going to make a similar point. I've noticed that you're going to talk next. So I will hand this to you. But uh, what what Joe was talking about there, and, and the kind of the, the way the team's coming on, and you're well. 
obviously Oli has made the point we're now starting to look like his team we're starting to look like the kind of teams that he he likes to manage and we're starting to dominate possession honestly I'll say this now I can't really remember a Palace team that did dominate possession you know we've always been a direct or a counter-attacking team and it's kind of that thing that I wanted to focus on Dougie wanted us to be a counter-attacking team and Oli's basically said that that's the mentality we still have and I think Maybe reading between the lines, he feels that's what's cost us the, um, you know, the leads that we've had in recent recent games, where we've, you know, we've kind of naturally sat back. You know, he, you know, you know full well that Ian Holloway is not going to say to the guys, okay, sit back and defend that one nil lead. It's, it's, you know, it's just not in his nature. So, I mean, what, what do you think about that as a point, Steve? I think Ollie's style of football has always kind of reminded me of uh, of Newcastle. Uh, the Newcastle the Premiership team, Ke- Keegan. Keegan, yes, Keegan, and and basically the, the sort of person that goes, or certainly in some of his teams in the past, he's been the sort of manager who's gone. Well, yeah, we conceded three, but we scored four, and it's mm. it's an exciting type of football to watch, but it can also be incredibly frustrating at times. Um, and I think one of the issues is sometimes our attacking players can forget to come back. Um, now, obviously, the, the, the Wolves game um, wasn't quite the case. You had Murray coming back uh, at times if he, if he was needed. You had both both wingers tracking back at times when they were needed. But one of the things that, that can happen a little bit is we're so far forward in attack that when the ball does break, <clears throat> we, can get, we can get hit. Mm. Uh, okay, I mean... Well... It, we didn't get hit against Stoke, for example. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to move us to talking talking onto that straight away. Um, is I I don't know. I'm going to ask Gel this. Really, is there a sort of a point that you kind of look at Blackpool and how Holloway played there? Is there a thing where people? I mean, like you said, you said the same thing as I did. Kevin Keegan, Newcastle score more than than you can see. That sort of thing. Is there a danger that we're perhaps reading too much into that? Because when as soon as Holloway took over, we. We kept more clean sheets than we did under Dougie, so are we perhaps reading a little bit more into it than there is? I don't know. I mean, we can read too much into it, but, but at the end of the day, you know, I hate that cliche, by the way. I don't know why I <laughs> used it. Um, so Beckham. Um, I, I just, I'm just enjoying where we are. I mean, it's just uh, the, the, to have a team that can play with, with flair and passion and have so many players that are, that are that have flair, you know, we've got three or four players that, in all honesty, I think could walk into into middle range Premiership sides without a doubt. Right, right now, right now, I really do, and uh, and we've got them. You know, how many people would have that? How many people would love to have, you know, some of our players? I tell you what, I'll be cold if wish they could have some of our players, but there ain't many players that I would want off them. No, 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 absolutely that, not. That, that, that's the other thing as well. If you could turn around and say, if you if you could have, you know, I think we're missing one player. Well, I think we're only missing one player, and 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 it pains me to say, and a lot of people will go mental about this. But if we had brick cut in our side, we would smash this league. Yes, yeah, that's, that's kind of almost the one that got away, isn't it? Obviously, well, he was well, the one that got away because he was on trial go. with us. But, um, and we all, we know we all we all loved, loved watching him sort of in, in the preseason friendlies. Thought, hang on, what a, what a good little player he is, and for whatever reason, it was I think it was Taylor who didn't fancy him, and now he looks like one of the. But having said that, 
who the hell am I going to drop for Bricker? I'll, you know, KG when he's on form, which he has been, is fantastic. Jedanak for me, I'll talk about this later on, but is fast becoming the best midfielder in the in the division. He's absolutely phenomenal at the moment. He really is. Um, I just don't. I don't really see the need for him. But it'd be a, you know, it'd be good to have on the bench, eh, Joe? Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Steve, you wanted to make a point. Uh, firstly, I thought uh, I thought Joe was about to turn around and say the one player we were missing was Bellamy, and I thought we were going to have to sack him like Zoe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pers- personally, I think Bridcut is a class act, but I don't see where he'd fit into the team at the moment. Mm. Um, I really can't see any position um, where he'd be better than the, than the player currently in the position. And also, those players already have an understanding. I mean, don't get me wrong here, I understand that we're going to need to bring in New blood. We need to, uh, to perhaps increase the squad a little bit, um, and also improve the squad a little bit. But I just don't. I can't see a, a position in the team for Brick Cup. Yeah, I, know, got... I know we could get in. Who's that little South American that keeps diving for Brighton? He goes down. He, he should be on that splash program. Keeps getting penalty. Got a penalty for him last week on the telly. Because we don't get any penalties when our players get kicked in the so area now. David really. Lopez or something. Yes, that's uh, the one. Yeah, gosh, I knew he was yeah. South American or whatever. But he, honestly, he's he's he, he goes over easier than Klinsman. I never ever thought I'd hear that. Yeah. Anyway, look, I'm going to range you two in you and your tangents, but um, we will talk. <laughs> we will talk about transfers in a little bit because um, we've got some questions on that from from the listeners. I've got a good good email uh, message on Facebook from Jerry, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, Last thing I want to, well, I'll mention a couple of things, and then we'll have one last little conversation about Wolves, and then before we have a little chat about Stoke, um, a few things I wanted to mention. Obviously, Holloway picked up in the post-match press com- yeah, press press conference that uh, there was sixty-six percent percent possession. Oh, can't speak um, for Palace, and that that is what he wanted. That's what he wanted us to dominate that game and dominate that game. We did, and we carried that on to Stoke. Um, we had, you know, plenty of shots on, on target and plenty off target, possibly mostly from Balassi. Does like a shot, but good on him. Um, we, we obviously failed to keep a clean sheet. That's what we're effectively talking about. Um, Holloway was said in his mind it was a clean sheet because there was a clear push on Jedinak before the ball broke to Sylvan Ebanks, Ebanks Blake. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, that. The goals against Column says one in that game, and it, and it shouldn't have been. So there's there's an argument to be had. We've put some points across there. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes for the rest of the season. And and one last little bit was um, Daddy Gavidon went off at half time. Obviously, we talked about the fact that Aaron Martin came on for his last 45 minutes for Palace, well, for the foreseeable future anyway. Um, and Ian Holloway was quick to sort of praise the the medical staff for, for getting him off the pitch and when the time that they did, because he was apparently incredibly close to tearing his hamstring, which were doing a major injury. But, you know, he's been Im- impressive in, in Delaney's absence. And obviously we've um, got Delaney back, played against Stoke, and, you know, we looked a lot more secure, I have to say. And that's not no disrespect to Gabadon, because he looks a good player. And, and I certainly think he'll probably be challenging challenging Remage for that, um, that centre-back spot alongside Delaney. Interesting times. But, um, yeah, I mean, great win. It was great to get three points in the league for the first time in a long while and um, you know hopefully we can continue that on the Saturday at Burnley but to sort of break up that we had a, we had a match yesterday against, um, against Stoke Premier Division opposition doing very well in the Premier League uh, came to Sellers Park to um, you know most people thought we'd put out a weakened team you know and they'd probably win it comfortably but it'd be you know be a nice day out for us and all that sort of stuff but well we dominated we 
certainly dominated possession, 57% to 43%. Uh, Stoke had one shot on target, and I remember it well. Um, sort of deflected off one one player and sort of rolled to Lewis Price, and that's their one shot on target. Uh, they just didn't really seem up for it. But I mean, on a start there, really, we were the better side. And considering the strength of their team, their te- you know, the strikers that started the game, um, Owen and Crouch, and not long ago that was the England pairing. Uh, we will talk about Michael Owen in a bit of detail. And I definitely want to talk to Jell about him. Um, and obviously John Walters, who's been playing up front, started, I think, wide, probably wide right with Kylie Rock, wide left, or maybe the other way around. But, you know, that's a strong team. They're, you know, Solomonson and Goal, you know, international, Danish international keeper. You know, Hooth and Shawcross. I think, that, well, you know, Shawcross has been in uh, England squad, I think. And uh, Hooth, I'm pretty sure, has been in the German squad. So, you know, these are good players. Really, really good players. And then Zonzi in the middle was an absolute beast. You thought, you know, maybe a match for Jednak. But was he? Mm, I don't think so. Um, but, yeah, if I can start there, really. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to avoid Joe because he didn't make the, uh, make the trip. But he could, obviously, he's going to have some opinions anyway. Uh, but, Steve, you were there. You, well, in the vicinity, right next to me, in fact. Um, were you surprised at how well we played? I was surprised at how well you were behaved, actually, Chris. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we were we absolutely dominated Stoke. There's there's no doubts on that. Um, we had a, a hell of a lot more shots. Um, we never particularly looked trouble when they were coming forward. Um, that one time they did, um, but the problem was we we weren't clinical. And um, I don't want to start this off on a downer, but I think we we sorely missed Murray, there. and it's it's an area that's going to need to be looked at. Um, perhaps, perhaps Aaron Wilbraham would have been better to start than uh, than, than Jermaine Easter. I don't know what, what you think about that, Chris. I think Wilbraham's injured, to be honest with you. He's not been on a on a bench for a while. Um, I don't remember. I haven't, I haven't honestly read it anywhere. I just kind of got this feeling that he is because he just hasn't featured. And it, you know, he's it's not going to be a, a form or ability thing. Uh, he's definitely going to be down to an injury. So, well, I assume he's not available. And I would have thought that to keep the same style of play. I think, again, uh, Holloway's comments afterwards, he said we started off a certain way and um, I think he was referring, he said we nearly got a goal with it. I think he was referring to very early on Jermaine Easter getting a bit of space free on the left-hand side, um, cutting in and having a shot. I think that was the last last time I saw Jermaine Easter do something meaningful with that game. Plenty of endeavour, not criticism of his um, endeavour at all. Worked really, really hard, but you know, didn't really get a sniff after that. And, um, it was interesting as well, Chris, to see that he... Uh he, he, he seemed to spend a lot of time on the uh, the wing early on, and then trying to, to cut inside. Yeah, and then when when he stopped doing that, it you know it kind of fell apart for for a small amount of time. Yeah, it did. Again, I don't want to kind of like we were obviously talking about during the game, and obviously Holloway's comments afterwards kind of inform what we were talking about. I mentioned to you that obviously Wilf was playing central, and Jermaine Easter had gone left, and. There was sort of a degree of possession interchange and that sort of stuff. And Holloway pointed out afterwards that once Stoke worked out what they were doing, that um, you know that the, they had to, we had to go back to exactly the way we were playing before, and that's with kind of Easter as a target man. And I would say that is that is where it shows up um, the sort of level of ability that Murray has. Um, Easter's not. I mean, obviously, people naturally say you know short, shorter striker. You know, he's not going to win so much in the air, so on and so forth. That's fair enough. But I've seen Jermaine Easter have relatively good games as a, you know, have, as you? Holding the ball, have a holding the ball up, not for Palace. <laughs> but, um, 
But, you know. <laughs> he must have worldies in training, mate. He must have won some goals. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're not quite as diplomatic as me, though, AJ. But, um, <laughs> but, like, but, but basically... I think to me, I don't want. I don't want. I'm basically. What I'm saying is, I don't want to be down on one player just for the, just because Murray is as good as he is. I think Murray's a fantastic striker, and he's showed it this season. Um, and, and he really, really suits our system. And, and Jermaine Easter doesn't suit our system at all. Um, and it's where we talked about earlier. It's where we where we're weak. I think. Um, um, there's a few really um, sort of thing, things I want to sort of talk about that we had that we that we try and sort of come from what we were talking about last week. Um, we're talking about Stuart O'Keefe. Um, it's a very sensitive subject because I know you know there's a lot of people who are big fans of Stuart O'Keefe, and I'm one of them. Really, you know, really impressed with him all the last season. Uh, he hasn't played for a while, so you know, give him benefit of the doubt on this. But I actually thought, actually thought he showed that he's not going to be the replacement for for KG while KG's out um, at the African Cup of Nations and like, the reason was he did everything he did all the simple things well you know he, he occupied the right space chased down closed down um, played simple passes sideways and backwards um, but there was no drive now again he may have had instructions not to go forward so you know maybe I'm being harsh he isn't that kind of player, though, Chris, is he? he is no, 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 absolutely no, no. I understand what you're saying, Joel, but he can run forward with a football um, when there's a massive gap in front of him. But the, so, you know, sometimes again, I, I don't want to really try and pick my words carefully because, you know, like I say, I do rate him and I, I have seen him play a lot better than that. Um, there, when you see a player who their first, their first action is to look where you know is to is to look sideways and play the easiest possible pass. Uh, that that's great. That's great if you're keeping possession, and that's what we were trying to do. And you know, if you're just ticking over the ball. But there comes a point where turning round and just going back to the keeper because you've you, you know because you've been playing the ball, and you, you you know you don't want to go forwards, you don't want to take a risk, you don't want to make a pass, you don't want to. You know, pre-season he had an absolutely stunning goal, right? Uh, Aldershot, I think it was absolutely stunning. We've seen him do it. He can go forward. He can get involved in that side of the game. He can do. But I just felt. Maybe the timeout hadn't done him any good because I think he just looked hesitant and reluctant to get involved at that end of the pitch. And, you know, we've talked about Ian Holloway as a manager. You know he's not said to Stuart O'Keefe, don't under any circumstances go forward or pass the ball to someone ahead of you. He's, you know, no way. I just felt he, I felt he looked a little bit rabbit in headlights. And maybe that's harsh. Steve? Yeah, I mean, I think generally, if you um, if you looked at him yesterday, he was almost reminiscent of the, uh, the old England team. And that's not actually be, being used as a compliment. Um, Any time the ball came to him, he, he looked uh, to his side, as you said, or looked backwards and passed the ball back to the keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think maybe part of it comes with, with not having the confidence. It's the uh, first time that, that he's been playing in a while. Mm-hmm. And When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He, he did look a little nervous out there, in my opinion. Um, his actual defending was, was brilliant. Yeah, um, it was. His defensive side of his play. And I think I was, I was really pleased to actually see him go right through a player um, early on. Yeah, pick up the booking. But actually, I think it, it's also what helped us sort of say to say, okay, we're here and we're here to play. So, you know. It's a good point, actually. Really good point, actually, Steve. I've forgotten about the early booking. I think that might have been a factor in the way he played as well. But, uh, Joe. No, that, but that is the way he plays, though, isn't he? That's what he did to Man United last year. He got stuck right into their midfield, smashed them up in the air, harried them. You know, but listen, I, I was going to, before, before you turned around and said, oh, he, he got the card and everything, because obviously, I'd like, what we've said, I wasn't there. But did he lose the ball? Did he lose the ball much? I mean, was he, what he was no, doing that's, was very... Hey, that's, that's exactly but, it. He, but was, the thing was, is, see, that's what we can't, we can't do then. If he's, if he's just, the, this is the other thing as well. What, my only complaint in, out of this season is, right, that we've got players who cannot play worldy balls, right? They, but they're trying to. Now, we need to play the simple stuff, right, which is basically break up the play and pass it sideways. Now, you pass it. If you're on the left half of midfield, give it to Balassi. You're on the right half of midfield, give it to Wilf. This is what we should do. That's that's all we want to do, Mm. you know. And I think, like I say, he's been out a long time. I'm a massive, massive advocate of him. I saw what he can do, you know. And and like I say, if he did look a little bit nervous, maybe that was the the booking. But but that's what he's all about. That's what we need in the midfield. That's what what we're all praying for. You know, Mm. we didn't have that last year. We didn't have that last year. He only played in that and we didn't, KG was, you know, was like he was out of, just a little bit unfit, and uh, he was finding his feet, uh, the Aussie was finding his feet, I can't think of his name, but yeah, that was finding his feet, you know? and, and that's, oh, that's all it is, it's just, it's just brilliant confidence, you know, we, we I, I, just going back to that Charlton game, I don't know if anyone remembers this, when we, when we scored, did anyone remember when Valassi got the ball on the right hand, on the left hand side, right under the camera and he rolled his foot over the ball and then did some little flick and I thought mm. did I just see that I can't you know but but, but anyway I, I just wanted to mention it but we should just be doing doing the easy things giving it to our flair players giving it to our attacking players and then but that's what we're doing aren't we that's that's yeah. what we're doing and all of a sudden we're saying go on sorry you know I'll just say well, you're, you're, you're absolutely right Joe. I'm never I'm not going to disagree with the idea are you one of the things I really, really hate at a football match? And we're very good at this at Palace at doing this. When we keep possession of the ball, groaning. <laughs> groaning at the past doesn't go, oh, oh. We do that all the time. But to be honest, if you'd done that every time uh, okay, you've played the ball sideways or backwards yesterday, you probably wouldn't have ever paused for breath. Because I, I, what I'm saying is there's a difference between, and again, I reiterate, it's not... Uh, I'm not trying to do a character assassination on Stuart O'Keefe uh, because most of the time, you know, 80% of the time it was the right option. You know, he he was just recycling possession, giving the ball to someone in the right areas. But but what you're talking about, Joe, keeping the ball, getting it to the flare players, there's a time where you can lose momentum. And I, I felt yesterday, if I'm being critical, which obviously when we're doing a show like this, that's kind of the idea. We've got to pick the things that, you know, that are there to analyse and, and I could sit here all day and talk about how well we played and how we were better side against the Premier League opposition, and those are the real messages. But you know, when you get down into the detail, 
um, we lost momentum from attacking moves because the ball, you know, found its way to Keith, and he was reluctant to, to do anything other than play the ball simply. And there were times where he played it to someone who was in a much, you know, worse position than he was himself to, to move the ball on. And, and that's what you can't do. You cannot play, uh, you know, the hospital to someone because you don't want possession yourself. You don't want the responsibility in making that decision. Now, he's got a great attitude, and I'm sure that will change. And, I'm, you know, again, game time. The more, like last season, the more he played, the better he got. I'm sure it will be the case this season. You know, I'm not writing him off in, in any way, shape or form. He just, I just felt that that was an area. Who, that who did he smash up in the air just out of interest? Was it in Zonzi? I don't know, actually. I, it's the other, other side of the pitch from where we were, so I'm not, not completely it's, sure. It's I, hope, I hope it was. I hope it was. I don't know if Cole Henry played, did he? No, hang on. He plays for Wolves. My brain's How big but, did they stack up against us physically? Um, again, that's someone else. Yeah, that's someone, someone else asked that. You know, obviously, they do have a big side, and obviously, Crouch is a giant, but, um, but Owen isn't. But it's freak! <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not massively comfortable with that, to be honest. But uh, there we go. Um, yeah, like they didn't seem that because you know what? You know, teams, Palace teams in the past, you know, would have been dwarfed by that. But you look around our team now; we've got some some big guys as well. And like you know, Wilf and Balassi aren't short. Um, you know, and Jednak's huge. It's they, they, you know, we've got some big players ourselves, and I think that you know, obviously that. That is a tactic that, um, that Poulos has managed to get. Um, do, you like, do you like how I pronounce his name? Um, that's that's a tactic he's used to get Stoke right up um, into the upper reaches of the Premier League. Um, Steve, a while ago you wanted to make some sort of a point. I've long since forgotten what it was. It, it actually almost ties in with the uh, talking about the, uh, the, the phys- uh, phys- physicality. Sorry, I'm struggling there. Good uh, and, and the size of the players. Um, one of the things that, that I noticed yesterday, uh, I know Joe was saying before about uh, maybe we do want to just, just cycle the ball out to the wings. One of the things that actually worked for us um, a few times recent, uh, yesterday was putting the ball up in the air. Um, I don't know about you, Chris, but I certainly thought that their defenders quite often looked like they were, they were struggling when the big ball came up, which is really quite a strange thing, the size of them. But I think that as soon as the, uh, the, the ball went up, then uh, because of the pace of our players, we were able to immediately put them under pressure before they tried to take their head up. And at times, it, it did break to, uh, to allow us to, to, uh, to get into the box. Mm, uh, sorry, I was reading some tweets, and I've not listened to you. <laughs> I've got, I've got no, a, no difference there. Jill, Jill, I've you got go. a quick point. I've got a quick point. I just, all, all it is is that they played, I would say, three quarters of a team that would turn out, at least three quarters of a team that would turn out in a premiership game, right? In a team that bashed up Liverpool last week, like, easily, and we've drawn 0 0. We've drawn with them. You know, they, they, everyone's saying, oh, you know, we're trying to push for a promotion, but, you know, these are, these are like, uh, these are the games that we need to be playing. And again, just beforehand, we was we were talking. I don't know if you want to tie this in, Chris, to the uh, to the draw that was made this afternoon. Um, well, yeah, obviously the, the the draw being Man City at home, isn't it? So. It is. But what we was what we were saying, and we said we'd discuss it on here instead, was was that. No, we? <laughs> <laughs> but, it changed, but it changed the approach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well I'm going to go to Jerry's um, message on Facebook because he's he's asked a similar question. I think um, if you just bear with me one second. 
London, London. I'm not doing. I, do you know what? My professionalism has slipped in the last few minutes. I, I'm trying to manage the communication from listeners as well. Um, Chris, whilst you uh, you look for the face, I've got it. I've got it now. I've got it. Got it. Okay. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'm right there. Right there. I was filling the gap in the air with some explanation there. That's how it works. Um, Jerry says he's unsure what implications the Stoke replay will have on our squad other than stretching it to the limit. Um, so at least Bolton will be playing their replay at Sunderland um, days before we are due to meet at Selhurst. Um, Jerry, Jerry then makes some points, which we'll talk about later on. Um, I'll come back to, but um, about keeping Zaha, what do we think? And um, yeah, and you have to be- he's, well, he's talking about believing Steve Parrish over um, the media. And that's, again, obviously, that's something we're going to have to deal with for the entire transfer window. And a lot of things get said by agents, and a lot of things just get completely fabricated. But um, yeah, we'll come back to the transfer window just before we end the show. But um, obviously, what is the implication? You, we were talking, um, Joe, about you know whether it would change Holloway's uh, team selection. But, um, but Jerry's making the point that actually it really will stretch the squad as well. Yeah, but the, 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 the more the more times, the more games he play, the, the yeah. I get frustrated with this, you know, with this, oh, you know, it's a cup, we've got to use X amount of players, and these players are tired. Most of these players are young kids who shoot run around twice a week. You know, I see 12, 13-year-old kids playing on a playground that are running around more than most premiership players. You know, and they'll play out for five or six hours running full belt all the time. These are professional athletes that are burnt out by the time they're 31, 32. So to burn yourselves out and run your nuts off twice a week, that's all we want. You know, obviously, if you're injured, you're injured. But, I, you know, I just think that now, now having seen the draw, it changes things for me. And the reason it changes things for me is because no matter what happens, is that we, we people are saying that, you know, we're not a selling club. Well, we are a selling club. We still are. If the right money comes in, our best players are going to go. But they, when we have a chance of earning huge money, from you know these games, obviously you know, we go up there. I don't know what the attendance is going to be. It'll be decent. Um, yeah. Then we're we're, we're entitled because it's the FA Cup. We're entitled to a percentage of that. Um, and then if we were to turn them over, which we have a huge chance of, especially if we play Murray, um, then we've got City at home. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to turn them over. You know, they're, they're the reigning Premier League champions, and they're a fantastic side. But what's an advert to have? You know, we've played one premiership side, got to drive them. If we can go up there, try and beat them. If we can beat them, then we get the, we get the best down, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a really tricky one, isn't it? Money, money, money. Well, you've got money on one hand, but then what is it compared to the money of getting to the Premier League? Um, you know, we've, we've led to believe, well, we, we are definitely going to at least try to spend some money in this transfer window to try and secure as good a possibility of getting promoted as we can and there's a feeling that last season the cup run to the you know in the, in the league cup hindered us and you only have to look at the the minute we were announced that we were playing man united which was just before the reading game if you look back at the season's results and you look at the the reading game was a nil nil i think from memory and then after that we didn't score for god knows how long until we played man united i don't think we don't think we got a goal and it was there's no doubt in my mind at all that the cup run last season, as fantastic as it was to follow, was was the reason we dropped the way we did. And I do not want to see that happen this season. Well, I think Steve. we're playing under a different mentality. We, I, we I are, think, I think I think one of the things to, uh, to see as well is it'll be interesting to see whether the uh, the, the board themselves try to put any pressure on on 
whichever kind of selection we do. I'm, I'm hoping they won't, and I think they're successful enough to, uh, to leave the manager to do his job. Mm. But the question's got to be, I mean, I know uh, without trying to spoil uh, too much going later on into the show, that I know one of Holloway's uh, comments after the game was he wanted to win or lose, which thinks pretty much the, the feeling that we all had was that we didn't want to necessarily have that, that replay. Mm. Um, either way. However, um, one of the things uh, I would say is everyone loves a cup run and it provides uh, much needed short-term cash into the club. Mm. Um, yeah. And perhaps the cup run is something that, actually, if you, if you look at it, most teams that go up uh, tend to do well in the, uh, in, in the cup as well. Yeah, look, it's, it's no, there's no set pattern, is there? There's no, this will definitely be the case. Um, but the only thing I, I will point back to is it was the case for us last season that our league form suffered as a result of the, of the cup run. The cup, again, the cup run was great. Plenty of money into the club. You know, but we are, at this point in time, we're a, we've got a small squad. You know, we can't, we can't be competing on those fronts that effectively. And we, you know, you just can't take that risk. You can't, you can't say, you know, it'd be a great day out if we can get past Stoke. Be a, you know, that'll be a good experience for the players that play. If, if we grab a win, fantastic. Then we've got Man City at home where you've got, to, you know, you've got to put your best side out. Otherwise you're going to get thumped. It'd be a great day for the fans, blah, blah, blah. Hang on, we scrape through that one. And all of a sudden you start into, you know, it's, it's not worth it for me. And I, I say that I really, really do because I've got a lot of respect for the FA Cup as competition. And, and you obviously the, think back to when we made the final and how close we came to, to, to actually winning it. And, you know, you don't want to disrespect the competition, but, but when you look at the rewards for, and I'm talking purely financial because again, this is something we talked about at the game. I would, I've got no massive interest in Paris being in the premier league for any other reason other than the finances. Personally, you know, I, I like being able to f- afford to go to the games and I like being able to watch Palace compete on an even sort of relatively even keel. But, you know, the, the game is what it is these days. And, um, I, yeah, look, you, you, made, you made a brilliant point. We all love a cup run. But, you know, I, I personally, for me, it's got to be the league. You've got to focus on the league. Yes, it could be a catalyst, blah, 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 blah. Not worth the risk for me. Uh, Steve first. But um, I think you, you said before about uh, how the... The, the team struggled um, after the, the well, after the cup run, really, uh, last season. I wonder if part of that was Dougie. It's something that we, we've talked about before on here, is the fact that um, Parrish made that comment saying, it's not me that's playing defensively, and, and suddenly the, uh, the, the form improved this season. Do you think that it's, it's potential that it didn't necessarily have much to do with the cup run? It had to do with, with Dougie's change in mentality. And he's, he's changing tactics. Well, no, I don't. Think, I don't think Dougie changed anything um, at all. Really, I think. I think we we you know we set out the same way that we always set out. In a bit, if anything, the only time I think he he you know he really did change he changed something for the worse was in the second leg up at Cardiff. I think he became so desperate to to get to the final. He thought, I'm just going to shut up shop. I'm just going to sit there. It's going to be defence versus attack for the whole thing. We can grind it out. We can get a nil-nil and go through uh, on, on account of the first leg. And to not have a shot up there, we've said it before, was was an absolute travesty. It really was. Um, admittedly, we scored their goal for them. So arguably, I'm sure he would make the point that you know, without us scoring for them, you know, we we would have been in the final. But look, I I think again, I think this. I, I just think when you look at what happened, you look you look at the 
the stark contrast in form in what we were doing. We weren't scoring tons of goals last season, but we stopped scoring entirely like as soon as we knew we were playing Man United. We've got a young squad. We've got, you know, well, we had a young squad at that point in time. People who were genuinely like, oh my God, I get to go and play at Old Trafford and, and those sorts of things. I'm sorry, but that affects you. That That's that's the problem in some ways with having the kind of squad that we have. Uh, Joe, I better give you a chance to speak. No, we're five five players better off, mate, and about to be mm. six or seven in 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 the foreseeable uh, future. Um, definitely, definitely, I think we need to play. We need to play for. You know, what's the point in, in going out and just getting rolled over, just 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 for the sake of, of not trying? How many times have we turned around and rucked about Man United? You know, back in the day, we went and put fifty kids out. You know, yeah. four kids on the bench and and eleven each. You know, we had a great chance and we have a young team if we had a load of you know mid well not mid 20s but 28 29 year olds and 30 year olds that we just got for a lot of experience to try and get us up then that would be different you know that's different but we've not we've got loads of kids and that's the thing they're kids you know I'm not trying to patronise anyone that's 23 but if they're 23 then they're a kid because I'm 46 so <laughs> but they should be they should be playing you know the, the other thing as well is that by the way, that's, that's my kettle. It sounds like I've got okay, no background for you or anything. I'm really sorry, um, but but <laughs> but the thing is, listen, you, you've got to you've got to keep playing games. You get consistent, and and the other thing as well, just say for instance, we do go up and roll over Stoke. How excited! And we, and we play our team. How excited are we gonna are we gonna make the team ourselves, the fans, the board? You know, we we get to entertain. We get to entertain the big guys. We get a shake, a shake to come down to Sellers Park to our little tin pot, crappy ground with geezers on 200 grand a week. There's a huge, huge thing for us to turn around and say. We've, what do we say? Me and you, we sat there and we commentated on, on that roundabout that turned up for Man City at the under-21 game when he's on yeah, 90,000 right, yeah. a week. Right, he couldn't even get inside on 90 grand a week. We have the chance to have Aguero and world proper world-class, apart from Milner, um, proper <laughs> world-class players right, to come down to Sellers Park. There's a, the, every, every incentive, and the other thing is, live on Sky, and we get a show Brighton again, and a sing at our own game. Listen, mate, you make a very compelling argument. It's Thank you. We'll, con- we'll, we'll continue <laughs> next week. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a fun discussion, but let's... Um, yeah, let's save that for the preview for next week in any more detail. Maybe things will be a little bit clearer by then as well. But, you know, we've, it's, you're right. It's, it's an opportunity, but by the same time, you've got to trust that the manager will know whether or not it's going to affect the league form. And he's going to, he will prioritise the league, and I'm, and I'm glad for it. Um, a couple of things that did happen in that game against uh, Stoke. Well, very, very quickly mentioned... Uh, for me, Mila Yedinak was miles ahead of everyone else on that pitch. He just, I don't know what's, I don't know how he can keep getting better. I mean, he looks a Premier League player now. And a lot of people, particularly our Australian contingent, told us, you know, when we were all saying, what the hell have we signed here when he was firing every pass 20 yards long and, you know, really struggling with the pace. We were all talking about, you know, what, what have we done? And they just said, look, just wait for him to settle. Honestly, wait for him to settle. And he's, He's done more than settle. He's, he's, he dominates a midfield like no player I've seen dominate a midfield for Palace. So uh, very, very quickly on, on, on Jed next, Steve and Gerald. Steve? Yeah, I think the, uh, the, 
the thing with Yedinak is he took a while to, to settle in the team. If you look at other players as well within the, uh, the the squad, just quickly, you've got KG, who again was was balling at times last year, who's, who's playing fantastically now. I think we have just had to spend some time as, as a football club, and Yedinak now is all over the pitch. He's absolutely all over the pitch. He's in attack. He's in defence. Uh, he's playing balls that are going sort of 30 yards to feet. Um, I, I think he was supreme yesterday. I think he was he was the best player on the pitch, including all these uh, incredibly expensive premiership players by a long, long way. Mm. Um, Joe? Yeah, well, he's not playing with his head down. This, you know, like last year where we're getting beat and at the best getting a draw at a bit, you know, the second half of the season last year. Um, but now he's enjoying his football, and when people enjoy their football, you know they do they do stuff that they wouldn't normally do. They they make it, it comes easy, and I mean I just he's a colossus in the air. He really is, you know. He's a he's a well. It's the, obviously someone saw something in him. To, to, you know, they obviously saw him playing like that. Well, um, Popovich was obviously the the, the one who um, you know who, who brought him to the club really. And said that you know you've got to get this guy. Interestingly, um, at the time, and it from him for him, it's got to seem like a masterstroke now. Uh, but he um, chose us over Rangers, which, which obviously Rangers weren't in the problems that they really were, but they weren't known at the time to. Um, and, you know, they wanted to the pain in Scottish notes, mate. No one takes <laughs> money in Scottish notes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he's obviously we, we did well to get him here. Um, as much as as I said, it just really didn't seem it when he first. When you first started, but yeah, what a player! What a player! And nailed on for player of the year for me already. You, I just can't see anyone eclipsing what he's doing. Um, you really? Know, been, oh, Galassi, Galassi, Galassi's fantastic. He's well, fantastic. Murray's got twenty-two goals yep. already this season. Yeah, um, so, KJ's probably got a win, but most improved player. Um, yeah, see again, I, I, I'm not. Finished. Lost the you, most amount of weight. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you, it's, it, when I say stuff like that, it's going to sound like, you know, I'm being ridiculous. I'm, I genuinely feel that just because Balassi does some great things and he is absolute quality and gets better every single game again. But but for me, Jednak's on another level. He really is. Balassi does, you know, eye-catching, jaw-dropping things like Wolf does as well. And But, but Jednak does everything, absolutely everything. And it's more that he dictates the game. You know, now he he holds that. You know, he once he's got that ball, you know, it, he is the one who's going to decide how that game goes. You know, and and I've never seen anyone make so many block tackles in my life. Just basically, just walk up to people like a walking brick wall with hair, and just go right. I'm having that. Take the ball straight off their feet. You know, they can't even. You can see that the opposition. They can't even believe what they're seeing. That this guy's just everywhere. You know how how is he everywhere? It's, you know, I loved I loved it when he had the moustache because he looked like Soonis and he was playing like him. It was it was honestly it was fantastic to watch. Um, I know it's a big statement to make that, particularly when you've got the headline makers like Murray scored a sensational amount of goals. Isn't it? Is a fantastic striker? But for me, again, Jednak. If, if you said to me now, is, would Murray do it in the Premier League? I'd still have some doubts. You know, depends on the supply. Depends on you know, is it against harder defenders, quicker defenders? You say to me now, will Jednet do it in the Premiership? I've got no doubt he would. Just two words gonna... breaking on you there, Chris. Mm. Um, I was thinking uh, about it while you were while you were waxing lyrical about uh, about Jednet, mm. and uh, and you were saying about obviously would he be able to do it in the Premiership? There's an interesting one uh, similarity for me with uh, 
with, with Aki Realati. Mm-hmm. Aki Realati spent a year not really doing it. Um, went up to the Premiership, and it was almost like he, uh, he he finally worked out the pace to his game, and he was suddenly putting in great tackles all over the pitch, um, playing great balls, scoring uh, scoring some great goals as well. I think it was the uh, the lovely one against, um, well, actually, there was a miss against Arsenal, so we won't talk about that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's several uh, several similarities, I think, and I think you're, you're right. I think Yedinak could do it all over the pitch um, in the Premiership because, again, I think he'll he'll work out the pace quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, you know that that is it. I just I just think his game is now he's adjusted to the division and you've got to remember that the championships is a much much faster pace of football than the premier league premier league's still fast compared to sort of continental styles but 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 the championship is just hectic um and it's some you know in a lot of ways it's no wonder it, it's a real struggle for some people to um to adjust and take you know they take as long as they do look i mean, i don't want to, again i i could definitely talk about jednak all day but he, you know he's he's just been amazing for us but that's not what we're here for we got got to move on um jason banton made his debut i've seen a lot of um banton this season in the under 21s um Again, I don't go into a huge amount of detail about him. I think we talked about him a little bit earlier as well. Um, he has, you know, as we said before, a, a past where you know he jumped from club to club. All the you know big clubs: Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, uh, Man City. Were after him at one point, Black played for Blackburn's academy, uh, got a full-time contract at Leicester at a very young age. All those sorts of things, but never really settled. Settled at Palace now, by the looks of things. Got a contract till the end of the year. Got his chance. Um, and you know he did fantastically well. Congratulations to him. I'm not gonna not gonna talk about him in any huge amount of detail. Um, but re- re- you know, there obviously there are other players. Playing. We were just talking on our, our little chat there about Crazy Pie got another little chance off the bench. Um, you know, again, playing effectively the Glenn Murray role wasn't really sort of ideal for him. Um, and he didn't see a huge amount of the ball, but plenty of endeavour. Um, Johnny Williams played, coming off 55 minutes for, for Wilf, who was injured. Um, seemingly not too seriously, which is nice. But um, and had a fantastic game, as we were talking about earlier. Um, so it's incredibly um, positive stuff from that game. And the last thing I wanted to talk about um, is that with um, with Joel Ward out for as long as he is, and and you know no real word on, on Darcy Blake at the moment, and obviously he hasn't impressed many at right back anyway, uh, Johnny Parr has been getting rave reviews playing at right back. Um, can you see when Ward comes back, it's staying this way, Steve? I think there was uh, yesterday. There was there was two players actually um, on the uh, the fullback position that were outstanding. Um, mm. And I want to just quickly say um, because I know we won't talk about it much, but I would want to say that I thought Moxie was brilliant yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it's been a bit surprising as how he had a bit of a poor start to the season. That he did brilliantly. Moving on now, obviously to, to Johnny Parr, who was it was absolutely sensational. He was absolutely fantastic yesterday. He was running up and down the wing. Um, he was uh, he was playing balls in. He was doing little triangle passes. Uh, he seemed to find uh, the right position to stand every time when when someone needed support. I thought Parr was was absolutely supreme. Mm. See, I mean, I've, I've heard some criticism of him, not much. Um, about some of the choices he makes in possession and things like that, but for me that's way off. I just, I don't know. See, I mean, he saw, when he signed, obviously he, he, you know, he's a left back, um, and for the first, well, most of that season last year, 
Um, just thought he was, you know, a left footed left back. Um, and now someone said to me, he's right footed, isn't he? And I sort of thought, nah. And then I watched a few games, sort of this start of this season, and thought he does use his right foot more than his left. And I don't, I honestly, one of those, is that a good that I don't know what foot's his, his strongest? I really don't. But he looks incredibly comfortable at right back, and it kind of goes back to, I think the first game I saw him play, it was, um, oh, I can't remember now. But he set up to, basically set up two, two goals, I think, um, from crossing from the right. Um, just, you know, I mean, he's, he is absolutely thriving under Holloway. He did really well, obviously, player of the year under Dougie, but he's just been given the freedom of, of you know, the wide areas of the pitch, and he, and he seems to be absolutely loving it. Joe. Uh, well, while we're going on about players that turned down other teams to come to us, I, I have it on good authority that he turned down Arsenal. Uh, Johnny Parker come to us. Uh, really? Steph- yeah, Stephen Everson. Yeah, Arsenal were looking at him and about to make a, a you know, and he was a, he was vi- advised by Stephen Everson to, to come to Palace because he would get game time and not end up playing, you know, uh, um, or being a bit a bit part player at, at the very best. But I agree with you. Um, I think he's actually two-footed, and you can understand now why he's part of the, you know, the, the international setup for his own country. His absolute quality. But again, I think he is. He's um, if he's right mentally. Um, if he's having a bad game, he has a shocker. When he's having a good game, he has a blinder. Um, but the other thing as well is I think since he's gone the right back, he overlaps with Wilf, and I think he enjoys playing on that side with Wilf. Um, he, you know, he seems to have been a bit of a revelation over there. Um, mm. it, it was the, I think it's the only position it, that, that's. Uh, that I, I think he really does. He, he's got so much pace. He loves attacking, um, but you know, we just have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I think he's. I personally think he is playing under the ideal manager for him. I, I just think he needed to be. You know, I wouldn't say he was looking unhappy at the start of the season, but he wasn't looking like the player who'd just been given Player of the Year. And I, I felt perhaps. I think I mean, Dan Ambrose made some comments about it after he left as well about you know the, the, the setup at Palace is to is to not concede, and you know, and, and obviously the huge difference as I've said before between Friedman's sort of style with this squad and. Holloway's style of the squad is the fullbacks. The fullbacks push forward. They, you know, they're in a, they're an attacking option under Holloway. Under Freeman, they tuck in. They get involved where they need to. They'll occasionally break, but essentially they're they're part of the back four unit that sits there. And I don't think that suited Johnny Parr. I think he was finding it frustrating because we've all seen what skills he's got going forward. We know he likes to get a goal as well. I don't think he scored this season, but um, came pretty close when Murray tapped his effort in on the line up. Um, a ground where I went to. <laughs> oh my god, my brain doesn't work. Um, but yeah, listen, uh, I just wanted a quick mention of him playing at right back, and I, I can actually genuinely see if he carries on this form, I can see it, it being a while before, even after recovering from injury, before Ward gets back in. Because as Steve rightly pointed out, Moxie looks very good as well. Uh, and it's easy to forget that he hasn't had a sort of consistent run of games for quite some time. And when he, you know, when he signed from Derby, he was a revelation for us. And you know, he's not shy going forward either, and he's got a hell of a shot on him. So, if we can get him firing all, all cylinders again, um, you know, we can look very, very dangerous. We really are, well, even more dangerous than we already do, and that's saying something. Um, yeah, we'd love to talk about how great we are um, continuously, but let's let's move on a little bit. Uh, we've got loads of communication to get well, get through from yourselves, which we'll do any moment now. We'll have a, uh, in fact, you know what? Let's, let's do that now, because then we're going to look at Burnley and then finish. Um, 
was a question that came in off uh, homesdale.net from, I don't know how to pronounce this, Gig78, um, who said um, his questions would be why some fans want Palace to lose to Stoke. Can't understand why. What's your take on this? Um, I want to go back to that as a point. I have to say, in, in all honesty, um, towards the end of that game, I'd have been as happy with conceding as scoring. And that's a horrible thing to say. Uh, because you never want your team to lose or anything like that. But I really didn't want the replay, and, and Holloway said the same thing. You know, it feels a little different now we've seen the cup draw, perhaps. Um, well, it does. It definitely does feel a bit different. But I maintain, and, and um, it leads us into another message off the BBS from J-Dog that we'll, um, we'll talk about as well. I maintain that, that the league is my focus and should be the club's focus. And I'm not as much as... I respect the FA Cup. I'm not interested in us going on a cut run. I really am not. So that is why. And I appreciate people don't understand, you know, some, some you know, will gel. You're, you're, you're in opposition to that for a start. So obviously we don't all agree on it. I'm not saying, but, you know, it's a different thing from saying you want Palace to lose a football match than you'd just, you'd rather one thing, not the other kind of thing. It's, it's a hard choice. It's the impossible well, the, choice. The choice is, do you want to see, if, if we were to win every game, do you want to see Palace win the FA Cup? Yes or no? Mm. Well, that's it. He's yeah. yes or no, isn't he? Yeah. Say yes, I'll play our best team. They say no, put a lot of kids out and then walk away. But then so, whoever turns out gets mugged for their money. Directly on, on that point, Joe, with a direct message directly to yourself, uh, Jay, Jay Dog off the BBS, says, Joe, we want to play the Premier League teams, but I'd rather play them in the Premiership and see them every week. So get remote, romantic notions of a cup run out of your head. The FA Cup is the preserve of the top six. This season is about promotion. Anything else is a sideshow. We don't have the resources for both. I'm meant to answer that. Just answer it. We got loads of players. Well, we have, we have, haven't we? And we, and the other thing as well, if we were to get the five or six players or four or five that we got injured coming back, we've easily got the cover. The only way we haven't got cover is up front. Mm. You know, we've got a yeah, non-league player coming in trying to play out the front in the championship. It don't work. Oh, Joe, and that's that. To be honest, that's the sticking point. And like I say, we'll come back to this next week. But for me, that is the sticking point. It's, it's if we want to win, if we genuinely want to win. If that match, picking Glenn Murray is a must. If Glenn Murray gets injured or suspended or whatever as a result of that match, I will, I will be absolutely livid. Do you know what I mean? I would want him in the. You know, I don't want to see him play. If there's a risk of us not getting promoted, those sort of things. That's for the manager to decide. But we will come back to this next week without a doubt because. You know, it's something that will run and run, and as as that game gets closer, it's um. It's, I don't I don't envy you in all the way, but he gets well paid for for making those decisions, I guess. But um, a few things I wanted to pick up that were on Twitter as well. Um, well I can manage to not accidentally change internet screens before um before looking at them. Um, so we were talking earlier about Stuart O'Keefe and um, Dooley has uh, he, um, tweeted saying that it's a bit, well, I was a bit harsh on O'Keefe. To, uh, for the first time, we tried to pass out from the goalkeeper. Largely worked, but much more risky. And O'Keefe played his part. Um, Fielders were getting the ball in deeper positions. Did really well to keep composure and possession when even when pressed. And yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, but like us, like I was saying, my my criticism, and I'm hunt, I have to hunt for these things to try and have a discussion about the game. My criticism was that he he didn't always have to. You know, he looked more about um, retaining possession at all cost, rather than, you know, you've got to take a risk to win a football match. Basically, that, that to me anyway, I might maybe I'm wrong in that, but I, I do feel that you have that's that's how it works. Otherwise, you sit there and you play out a nil nil. 
in my view. Um, and that's exactly what we saw. And I just don't, I just, yeah, as, as Steve's just quite right, he'd given me the right words, um, killed the momentum at times. And that's what it was. There was, we, you know, we were breaking on them at, at moments. And it wasn't just O'Keefe who did this, but he was the chief sort of culprit because he saw a lot of the ball. Um, but we were in a position to break and we just held back, just let, let Stoke get themselves back. So that's all it was. But I, look, you know, you, you can tell from the way I'm saying it that, that I'm genuinely just searching for, for something to sort of talk about as a negative because, you know, it was a strong performance against a Premier League side and not just any Premier League side, one that's doing incredibly well. So we've got a lot to be proud of and Stuart O'Keefe played a, a big part of that. But, you know, that's what it's all about. If you want to get better and you want to test yourselves against the best, you know, you've got to sometimes, you've got to grow and maybe maybe kind of hiding from... Um, from losing the ball, which is what I felt he was doing at times, is um, an example of what he needs to do to improve and to get to that level and to to be playing every week. Just my opinion. Um, okay, we'll be nearly over. We'll um, just a last couple of bits. Uh, James String, who donate, kindly donated the um, shirt signed by the Hillsborough Survival Squad, which we'll be giving away to uh, a lucky donor, which I'll explain in a moment. Um, he said, if we can beat that lot from the pottery as we get at the Champions, roll on next Tuesday. Can't wait. So there's, there you go, Joe. That's someone looking forward to the FA Cup for you. Um, Chris, Christian Morton says he's surprised that Bayern Fennec hasn't made the matchday squad already. He says he's a class act and a game changer. Um, okay, and the rest of that's uh, predictions, which we'll come back to in a second. Um, very, very quickly. Um, so just a quick, couple of quick words I've got earlier on in the show because we're having problems. Um, Homestead Radio are playing five-year plan in a charity football match. Visit wholeradio.net, that's H-O-L-radio.net, forward slash match um, to donate to our cause and read a little bit about it. But basically, five-a-side football match, you know, and um, I'm sure it'll be absolutely hilarious. And Obviously, we'd love to get people to come down and watch us. We'll be at Beckham North Goals at some point in February. Um, more on that shortly. Um, what else? Well... I think the last little thing is um, I'll look ahead to Burnley. Uh, very, very quickly, Burnley have had Charlie Austin out for a few games, but it doesn't seem to have done them a huge amount of damage. They did tumble out of the FA Cup at the hands of Barnsley, who beat them 1-0. Uh, but they did beat Sheffield Wednesday 2-0 uh, in the game before that. Um, uh, lost to Leicester before that, and then drew two with Birmingham and beat Derby 2-0. So a few sort of mixed bag of results, really. Uh, all I'm going to do is going to get some predictions. I'm going to start with the, the listeners who reckon, um, Tony reckons that Palace will win 2-0. Murray with both. Uh, let's pick out another one. Tony Clark reckons 3-1 Palace. Murray, Zaha, Williams and Austin for them. I'm not convinced he'll be back from his hamstring injury. I'm really hoping he isn't. But um, I'm also really hoping to remember Turf Ball this year because I've got absolutely no recollection of going there last year. I was there. I remember the cricket club. Nothing else. Interesting stuff. I think we'll, um, I think we'll win that one relatively comfortably. I think, I think we'll walk out probably 3-1. Uh, um, Steve? Well, I don't even know why you're asking me these days. Oh, yeah, you know what's going to be. It's going to be 4-1. Of course it is. Of yeah, course it is. Sorry. Apologies, mate. And uh, Joe. Joe. 3-1 to them. 3-1 to them. Oh, you bastard. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking, Chris. 3-1 to us. I just didn't want to agree with you straight away. Oh, fair enough. I can understand that. <laughs> and anybody who's stayed listening till the, till the last bit of the show got a free swear right at the end. That was nice, wasn't it? Um... Anyway, well, look, 
that is that's as much as I'm going to bother with our preview for Burnley. I don't, I don't think there's too much point talking about that. Um, obviously, hopefully, Murray's back, and we'll just have to see who uh, who steps in in, in for KG. Really, I mean, um, certainly that's that's the real decision to be made. Uh, maybe there'll be some moves in the transfer market before then. So, sort of last little word on that. Um, got a feeling from both of you, really, really quick. Yes or no, um, Steve? Will we keep Zaha? Yes. Yeah, I think we will. Um, I think if you look at Wolf's Wolf's Twitter account, and uh, he's now showing pictures of him wearing a Palace shirt again. Yeah, we're keeping him. Joe, you think so? Yeah, I was in no doubt anyway. Okay, cool. Um, I will say, I will say, sorry, very quickly, if he wants to go, then go. Yeah, I mean, well, we talked about it the other week. His comments in the paper indicated that he wanted out. Um, yeah, but then he got spun over, didn't he? Saying he was the third best player in the world when he picked for England. Yeah, so we yeah, just got to ignore all that crap in the papers, mate. Until he comes out and says it himself in a program or whatever, then I ain't going to believe anything else. It's full of crap. Everyone's full of crap. Yeah, I, I, I'll, um, I think I'll go with that. It's just the nicer one to believe. I do worry it was a direct quote, but um, hey, what the hell? These things can get taken out of context and all that sort of stuff. But um, my gut feeling is that um, that, that he will. He will stay. There was my feeling last week, but it's, it's certainly what I reckon now. Anyway, we're getting loads of our voices echoing, and I'm sure you've, you've more than had enough. But um, obviously, thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who's contributed. Thank you to Joe and Steve and to Alex for producing today. We'll yes, be guys. back uh, with more of the same next week. Bye. See you Bye. Alex, you pressed the outro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he isn't. Is he even there? Mm. We're just right here. We're 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 here. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.